Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Hump day? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Broadcasting live from our Carrier Zone studios here at Vivint Arena, Austin Horton producing today across the glass from us. Sitting across from me, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. Hello, Jake. How are you today? Good, buddy. What's going on? You doing good? Yeah. Life going all right? Yeah, it is. We hope uh, that everybody's hanging in out there, all our listeners, that uh, life, as Jake said, is, is good. It's good for me. I hope it's good for you. You didn't have a game to watch last night. What did you find to do? We were talking about that after the show. It's kind of weird not having a game to watch, really. Going home, have some free time. What'd you do? Some some masonry? Uh, uh, no, just uh, just a little uh, home repair. You know, <laughs> just patch the roof. Um, <laughs> had a little. Uh, Drywall work to do. Uh, drywall, tape and drywall. Huh? Roof and roofing. You didn't tell me you were going home to do a little, little light, how did you put it? Light roofing? Well, it was just this one area. <laughs> and then um, I had to uh, repair a couple gutters. And, okay, uh, even though we're, you know, really closely affiliated with a really good gutter company, you decided to tackle that one on your own. <laughs> No, actually, what I did was uh, I had good visits with my wife last night. We had uh, conversations about things. I don't know when this was the last time was that you actually had a conversation with your wife, but uh, yeah. Implying what now? Well, I, I'm not implying anything. I I don't know when the last time was that you had a a good healthy conversation with your so, wife. So let me get this from what you're implying: you do not have a conversation with your wife on a daily basis. No, well, I had uh, like this was some sort of no. Like, I had occasion. This was more than just a casual conversation. We were talking oh. about things that were important to her, and you know, I felt it was uh, important for me to lend a listening ear. I see. You don't do that very often, then. I do that all the time, oh, but this well. was a sort of an extended version of that. And then I got back to the drywall. Yeah. Usually you have time limits on those sorts of things, huh? Do you think it's a measure of a man, what he can fix around the house? Not really. Not at all? Uh, I don't know about not at all. Austin but not fixed really. everything in his house. I think he felt a little better about who he was. Yeah, but have you seen this leg brace I've been sporting these weeks? How's that coming? Not well. <laughs> so in other words, you can fix anything... But you are breaking down yourself. Yeah, I was uh, I was YouTubing how to fix my microwave last night, and I watched one that said, do not do this, let a professional do it. I was like, ah, whatever, that's a chicken. Let me watch a real man. That one's like, do not do this, let a professional do it. I was like, ah, two chickens, let me watch a third. And then the third showed someone trying to discharge their uh, mm-hmm. their capacitor and frying them. And so I was like, ah, maybe I should just buy a new microwave. Yeah, yeah maybe I should no not, so. not do this. Every yeah. person out there, every one of our listeners should know when it's a good time to go ahead and punt. You know? Don't repair. In a situation? Buy new. Um, I think, I don't know how much thought I put punting? into this, I, I guess. But I, <laughs> I think trades... There is some skill involved, there. indeed, and and there's some professional development and and things along those lines that is absolutely to be appreciated. And I, you know, simple things like if if I've got a simple issue with my sprinklers, you know, I'm going to tackle that or whatever. But when it comes to 
craftsmanship, I guess, is what I'm getting at. You know, there's there's some skill there, and so I I don't mind I don't mind calling in the cavalry because you know what? It's what they do. They do it well, and sometimes that's better. Yeah, sometimes that's better. You know what Rather I'm getting frequently at? Frequently, that's you, better. You, yeah. Like, or at least for you and me. Because I do, I do respect that skill mightily, and I do think you could advance your own skill with the tools like YouTube and that, then those sorts of things that are that are out there. I mean, that the whole DIY movement or whatever. I, you know, I get why that's a thing, but at least for me, I, you know, I'm not tackling the wiring. I'm not, I'm not going after that. You, I can unclog a sink. We've got one of those snake kind of things. Like I can, <laughs> I can get after that, right? <laughs> But, you know, serious plumbing blockages, those sorts of things, uh, replacing stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm calling in the people that know what they're doing. What movie was it that made the line, a man's got to know his limitations, famous? Was that a Clint Eastwood? Was that uh, a Dirty Harry one? Um, I think so. We're yeah. talking about Clint Eastwood this week on the movie zone. Are you? Yeah, because he's got a new one out and he, he's see-through now, so. But I had a roommate that just, you know what? He didn't care. He's fixing whatever, and he was really good at it. I mean, his brain just functioned that Did way. Did he ever screw it up? Uh, not that I know of. Uh, he probably wasn't going to tell you if he did. I had a lot of, I've got a lot of funny. He's not the type of guy who'd screw it up. And I could tell you what he's doing now for a living, and you'd probably go, yeah, that's probably not a guy who screws a lot of things what, up. What? Uh, I know what, I think I know the he, friend you're talking he, about. Is he a NASA engineer? Is he uh uh, air traffic controller? Is he? We're thinking the same guy. Yeah, uh, NASA. I mean, that's that's kind of close from a letter standpoint. But <laughs> he does some really important things that a lot of qualified people wouldn't qualify to do. You know? Like what? He's he's really good at it. But anyway, he did a lot of that stuff. If like, Jake told you, he'd have to kill you. I don't know. This sounds way simple to some folks out there, but for for me, it blew my mind at the time where I just my house didn't have any outdoor outlets. And I just came home from work one day and he's like, hey, I noticed you didn't have any outdoor outlets. So I I wired a couple up for you. Here you go. What? That's a good friend. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the type of dude that guy is. Just just came natural to him. What? Really? Yeah. It came natural to him or he studied and uh, crafted himself into that. Probably a little Mm -hmm. bit of both. All right, what does he do? What do you mean, what does he do? Tell me what he does. Where, what book, what, what parking lot you get engaged in? What does, what, what difference does that make? What, what parking lot? Do you holler the parking lot? I'll tell you what he does. I got two texts last night from different people. You tell me what parking lot. I was like, I, he won't tell me. <laughs> so there, there you go. You're gonna the- have, you're gonna have your private places. That's all. And I gave you a pretty good clue on where he works too. So we don't have you to revisit that. It sounds that. like NASA. That's not exactly what I said, but Vassar Pickles Factory. What, ah. did you, what did you say? What do you mean? You said me? Yeah. Who? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were uh, going to talk a lot of. Would football. he be qualified to coach at USC? No, no, he would not. We're going to talk about that though. That's coming up in the split. That's what we call transition, folks. A friend of the show. No, it was brilliant. Look at me. I'm moving on. I, I tip my I tip my hat to you, sir. Let's let's we're set looking up the at show. Me like, what's that got to do with what we're talking? No, about? I got it. I got it. I'm. Let me let me pick up the ball. Let All me right. run. All right. Let you me run, run Captain. Uh, let me do what I do. <laughs> Here's the pitch. Here's what I do. I set up the show. Coming up, the split story of the day. Yes, we will talk about a report from a friend of the show who was on last week, linking a local coach. To a big time job. Just let that sit in there for yeah, a second. Whatever. Yeah. What do you mean, whatever? It ain't happening. Come on. Uh okay, we'll get to that. Good good tease. Good tease. We're gonna we're gonna check in <laughs> I cancel out the tease. on Arizona State uh with our guy uh Hod Rabino, who's jumped on Hode, dang it. I missed I mess it up every he's been on the show like six times. You think I'd get his name right. Hode Rabino from Devil's Digest. He's really good. I just need to Wasn't get his name Wasn't that the right. name of the guy in uh, Game of Thrones? That the one, the That's one? Hodor. 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 And then okay. hold on to your butts because Christian Cox oh, hold the door. will join us uh, coming up uh, at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Who? Christian. 
All right. We'll see how he's feeling after the game over the weekend. The guy that said Charlie Brewer was the next second coming of the quarterback of Yell. Of your, I mean. That, did, that didn't really work out last weekend. I know. I People who got that messed up, I just don't understand. I mean, they must really be dumb. <laughs> Our guy, you chased the trailer, sending in funny pictures. Uh, not buying your drywall. Uh, what? Claims from earlier. No. Uh, oh, at least mocking see, here's them. the thing. This is, this is a little uh, announcement for our listeners. What I am painted to be on this show is not who I really am. I mean, it's it's not. Okay, Unless, on so many levels. Okay, I don't know if I'm coming along with all that, but let's just say that's that's kind of true. There's not a chance you were taping drywall <laughs> last night, and I know that you are doing some home stuff, and I get it that that there's some stuff going on at Casa de Matson, but I don't think anybody out there is buying. That you went home from the show and taped a little drywall. No, that's what you do. You get the drywall up and then you sand. You put the you, and then you sand it down. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what? Then you paint it. So you just sand it down and then you paint it. You got to get all the. You got to get all the joints just so. You know. The joints. Just so. Just so. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I gotta get it together. All right, that was funny. All right, uh, should we get to the split yeah. story of the day? Okay, let's do that. Austin, two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on ninety-seven five twelve eighty, the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. You know, we 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 did some things that uh, took some chances and took some risks that I didn't think were out of the ordinary. But I was just proud of our players and the way they performed. I mean. Offensively, defensively, and special teams, I thought we played really solid, and and uh, just really happy that our guys were able to execute and just trust our players. I, I love our quarterback, and he's right there, and I want him to know that he knows that already too. And and uh, love the way that he works with this team, and and love the leadership on our on, on our team. And um, yeah, we sorry, we won this game, and I'm happy about that. But now we have to win and learn, and have a time opportunity to learn for the next one too, because uh, we have a, a big team, a big time opponent coming to town again and uh, really looking forward to that one that was Kalani Satake were they interviewing him on the treadmill or something that's what it sounded like anyway like he was out of breath a little bit yeah. okay he had just gotten done celebrating with his team after beating Kalani the uh, Trojans look Kalani is uh, he is really mature as a coach really has well, that was after he beat USC in 2019? Yes. When's that? 2019. Um, our friend, Gordon Bruce Feldman from The Athletic, came on the show last week, uh, in fact. Um, did some reporting, did some digging around, talking to sources, Pac-12 sources, you know how it goes. Uh, has come up with a list of possible replacements for Clay Hilton at USC. Shall we proceed through the list? Yeah, let's do it. Mario Cristobal. That ain't happening. Head coach at Oregon. Luke Our good friend John Canzano up there has said uh, that ain't happening. No, I, I trust him. I don't know if I'd leave that Oregon job quite so easily. Yeah. I could probably see several reasons to stay there. I could buy that argument. Uh, Luke Fickle, Cincinnati head coach. Likely candidate. Yeah, former hire of the athletic director, you would think so. Matt Campbell, Iowa State head coach. Yeah. That could happen. Done a good job there. James Franklin, Penn yeah. State head coach. Well, I've heard different reports on that one that uh, James Franklin really would be interested in the job. I saw that, too. I've heard others say that, uh, okay. Okay, well, put a pin in that for a second because we'll get to that concept okay. here in a minute because right. I've seen a little bit of, uh, of that, too. Uh, Tony Elliott, Clemson offensive coordinator. Okay. And Didn't look so good the other night. And Kalani Satake, BYU head coach. What about Urban Meyer? Urban uh, pretty emphatically said today he's not interested. Oh, that's the second you know that he's probably in, very interested. You know, uh, shout out to Austin who made that very same joke what? when we were talking. When, when, did he, when could you trust anything Urban Meyer ever said? 
Well, he said today he's not interested. I hear well, you. I mean, when he says that, I automatically think, yep, he's right up there at the top. So the bigger story to you is no Urban Meyer as opposed to Kalani's on no. a list connected with you. Kalani might be on that list, but I, I just I can't see that happening. You want to read? You want me to read what Bruce? Says? Yeah, I want to hear. Bruce says, uh, one other intriguing name among the sitting head coaches, a Pac-12 source mentioned, who I thought could make some sense is BYU Satake. The 45-year-old knows the league well from his days as an assistant at Utah and Oregon State. He has lots of recruiting ties on the West Coast and in Hawaii. Uh, his program is coming off a sensational 2020 season during which the Cougars went 11-1, finished 11th in the country, and now the Cougars are off to a 2-0 start with wins over Pac-12 schools, Arizona and Utah. They face number 19 Arizona State this weekend. If his team keeps winning, his stock will keep rising. His teams are physical, tough, and smart. People in the business also love the guy. He comes across as extremely personable and likable, but he is coaching at his alma mater, and BYU is about to join the Big 12 and is in a much more favorable position in the sport than it was a month ago. So he might not be interested in leaving Provo. Well, okay. So let me explain myself. Is Kalani Stocky, as I said, he's grown into being a terrific coach. And I I think uh, deserving of that kind of consideration. I just... My experience with USC through the years, I would just be a little surprised if that were to happen. But... I don't know. Times change, and you know, I, I just don't know if Kalani is a is a a big enough name for them. Of course, Fickle isn't exactly a huge name either, but he's got the direct connection with the with the AD. So I don't know. I mean, got a nice compliment for Kalani. I've also seen lists with Kyle Whittingham's name on it, you know, and I I don't think Kyle's going anywhere. No, and I, I would put the likelihood of, of Kalani getting that job low you know, for some of the reasons that uh, I, I think you're alluding to. But I will say that I think he would be I think he would be good. I think he would do a good job at at USC. I think all those things Bruce said about him are, uh, are true. Yeah. And he's got a big personality and he's very easy to identify with. Um you, you know, of course, when you're talking about stuff like this, you, what staff do you hire and, and how do you go about that with recruiting and, and with culture and all those sorts of things? But uh, I, I think he would do a great job. Did I read somewhere that Eric Benamy might be interested? Uh, I think he alluded to that's one of the few college jobs he'd be willing to take. See, now, I, and I, look, I don't know what they're going to do down there, uh, but uh, I, I they like big time and they like being the big time. And they have tried uh, some situations, like with Clay Helton, that did not work out. And I, some of these names you're mentioning have done a really good job where they are, but the, is the track record long enough to make it a sure thing? Well, obviously nothing is a, is a sure thing. They're, they're be- uh, if you hired Nick Saban, that would be a sure thing. Well, I mean, Pete Carroll was no sure thing when he was hired at USC. He was their fourth choice, as everybody is pointing out today. And he turned out to have the exact plan, perfect fit, perfect time. And and USC, that was what it was during those years. But he was a big name. Kind of. I mean, he was a a big name for bad reasons. Well, yeah. Uh, And his NFL record at the time was not terrific. Well, it's a nice compliment for Kalani to be mentioned in that group. and, And good for him. I mean, do you think he'd do a good job? It's tricky down there. It really is. I mean, maybe with the pipeline they have, but if Kalani had a couple of seven and five seasons and a, a four and nine season mixed in, he'd be he'd be fired. And that's what he did at BYU. Yeah, but so. how much how much money do you rake in over that period of time? And it, I think, with a place like USC, listen, a a um, hmm. How should I put this? A, a not so smart person should be able to go above 500 at USC you with, would those, think so. with those kind of resources. You would think so. Somebody with the lights on, not even all the way, should be able to go above 500 at USC with those resources. So, it, who has a plan on how to get you all the way there? And is it a good one? I think Kyle Whittingham has worked at Utah because he has a good plan. Mm-hmm. Kalani has worked at BYU because he has. A good plan and is is executing it. So I mean, maybe this is me living in the hundred acre wood. But if I'm hiring a coach, connections, big name, all that stuff, be damned. 
sit down there and tell you what tell me what you're going to do with the football program and then go do it. And if if Kalani, if I'm USC and Kalani had the message to sell, listen, we're going to bring defense back to this university and it's going to be nasty. And we're going to play tough big boy football and we are going to bully the rest of this conference each and every game and we're going to complement that with the best quarterback that we can find who we're going to promise to get to the next level with our platform and grooming him as a pro style quarterback and I'd go out and and wreck the league. That's what I'd be looking for. And I think Kalani could bring a lot of that stuff to USC. Probably so, yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. Let me give you three names associated locally and you tell me you rank them in order of who would be proper candidates down there okay so specifically for usc bronco mendenhall okay kalani sataki kyle whittingham rank those in the order that you think would be you know in order so I was wrong about Bronco going to UVA, so keep that in mind. But I'd probably put Bronco third on that. And, w- and why is that? Because Bronco's accomplished a lot more than uh, than Kalani has. Because he's such a straight arrow. Is that going to work at USC? Oh, I, I don't know if they really want a straight arrow. And not that the other two— <laughs> They want someone. Not that cheese. the other two guys aren't, you know, straight arrows per se. I'm trying to not make that—, <laughs> that but we all we watched Bronco for a long time. Dude is a Boy Scout. I mean, he's he's a straight arrow. I'm not so sure that's what works at USC. Um, out of Coach Witt and Kalani, obviously, Coach Witt has much more uh, uh, of a track record. Would the age factor in? Yes. And uh, can you can you say that anymore? Am I going to get in trouble? Is that well, I mean, some uh, maybe, uh, but uh, maybe, maybe they're looking for a long term guy. The, I think one thing that Pete. Carol brought, and, and here's where age doesn't have anything to do with it, because Pete wasn't young at the time he took the USC job. He's not young now, and he's still still coaching, and to his credit. But man, that guy is nothing but energy. Yeah, That dude is straight energy. Mm-hmm. And I, if I were looking for a head coach in college football, USC or, or anywhere else, I'd be looking for some energy. Look at the energetic guys Utah State has hired lately. I think that's worked out for him. I think I think if you're trying to attract and and you know, identify with and gain the respect of young people. I think energy is a big boost. So a young, a younger Lavelle Edwards wouldn't do it for you. I don't know. See, then, then there's the other way to do things. Like, like Lavelle obviously had no problem identifying with young people, and he wasn't a ball of energy. That's true. Talk to talk to Hans. Talk to anybody who played for Lavelle Edwards, and they'll tell you that the man had zero problem identifying with his players. Throughout his run. That's because the players could tell that he cared about him. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, there's there's more than one way to do things. But, you know, some energy, uh, I, I don't think USC would be hurting for some energy. I, the, the interesting part of that question to me is, who's a more qualified candidate, Bronco Mendenhall or Kalani Sataki? Probably Bronco because he's done it twice. And and let's not forget the special run he had there at uh, at BYU. Would he win forty games over four years or something something nuts like that? I mean, uh, that's a pretty good run that few head coaches enjoy. So let's not forget about that. But I mean, if you're talking about qualified experience and cheerly on the resume, Bronco probably. But what what do you bring to the table? I think uh, I think Kalani probably has the opportunity to be a much better recruiter. But here's where I sold Bronco short with UVA, and he's been great. So I, I didn't think he'd be able to recruit at UVA. I absolutely didn't think that he and that staff would be able to to do what they've done there. So that's that's not fair. But that that is something that I would put in Kalani's camp. I think he'd be a better recruiting to that program. But I shouldn't sell Bronco short. Tanner would be mad at me for selling Bronco short. All of those coaches are really good football coaches, and I got a lot of respect for Kalani. I wonder if he would get chewed up down there in that environment. And I'm not saying Kalani's soft or anything like that. I mean, he's a he's a grown man. He he can he can handle himself. But I'm telling you, those boosters down there, they are they can turn into uh, a a pack of wolves pretty quick. I wonder how that would go. Well, thus my you know, Bronco's too much of a straight arrow. You know where Bronco is perfect for 
and he, he, speaking of self-awareness, he always talks about this. He's perfect for places that have high standards where it's a little bit more difficult to to achieve and his more I don't want militant is such a strong word, but his his more orderly, that feels better, approach <laughs> to football orderly. really makes a big impact. Yeah. And his team building and all this stuff that he was really good at at BYU. You know, it's probably not a coincidence. But I don't think that's Kalani's same strength. I don't think Kalani's having success at BYU because of the same reasons that Bronco is. Well, I think, getting back to your original point, I think any one of those three would be successful down there. And the because like- there are advantages, obviously, that you don't have other places. And uh, all because I have respect for all three of them, uh, intelligent uh, football guys— and know how to handle themselves on the whole uh, in a in a fair situation. I just I I the one thing I would worry about for any anyone taking that job is how unfair it could be if things turned a little south. All right, we'll get to more of this coming up. I think it's a pretty interesting discussion. Maybe we keep it keep it rolling at points throughout the show. Not just you know, will would Kalani get the job, but. You know what? What makes a good what makes a good coach? And we do need to get to the game behind the game, where coaches are just throwing their name out to connect it with a job to twist yeah. the arm of their current. You know, see what James Franklin is doing right now. Agents you know, have a way of doing that. Yeah, yeah. and and mm-hmm. when these big jobs come open, it's it's a funny, dirty little scramble, and it's not always. On the up and so up. what you're saying is behind the scenes, a certain message is being sent, and in front of the public, it's all oh, no, no, I'm not interested in that, not at all. More like, hey, agent, uh, why don't you dial up that uh, <laughs> newsman, you know, that that Monson fella, and uh, put it out that USC called this morning, and there's mutual interest. And then when I'm asked about it, I go, well, I'm focused on, uh, you know. Uh, I got a game this Saturday. I'm focused here, not there. Then but if a, if at the mo- same time, now all of a sudden you're connected to the job. Yeah, and if the money's right, then you take it. If the money, if, uh, but if the point is, there's not you, even an offer. You, you make yourself much more popular where you are. Yes, you stay. All of a sudden, well, in James Franklin's case, Penn State's like, oh, oh, well, maybe we should lock him down before this gets too far on down the road. <laughs> How many of those are going to be out there? Oh, so but, you good. know, in all honesty, all the way down, if I'm Jay Hill, I'm like, hey, I'm interested. <laughs> wow. It's just good PR. SC was interested in him, and he stayed right where he is. Yeah. We should appreciate him more. Not only should we appreciate him more, but we should pay him more. Mm-hmm. That's or, the way it works. And, it's, and that's true for a lot of jobs. A lot of people will be offered a job somewhere else, and they'll go to their current employer and say, "Hey, I got this offer, and this is uh, uh, certified. Uh, you know, um, what can you do for me here?" All right, we'll get to more of this coming up. Stay tuned. Let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, he is—he's uh, our good friend from Premier Wave. He's our friend, Doctor Johnson. What's going on, Doctor? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. How's the whole crew down there? You doing well? You still have? Oh, I shouldn't make that joke. What? Never mind. I was going to make a parking spot joke. Well, we still have the the Johnson Johnson from it, but it's new and improved now. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we're excited to have you on board today, and uh, and talking about what you guys are doing. And I know uh, we'll get to. Uh, you've got a great deal set up uh, for Zone listeners today. But let, let's talk about what you guys are doing uh, there at Premier and and trying to do a little extra to set yourselves apart. Yeah, so we got a new uh, treatment device, a new acoustic wave machine, the first one that's been FDA-approved specifically for erectile dysfunction. So the other machines, even the ones that we were using before, were not approved specifically for ED. They were approved for, like, plantar fasciitis or scar tissue. This one went through an FDA approval process. It took them 10 years. They designed it specifically for erectile dysfunction, and it's more than twice as effective as the old machines because it penetrates five times deeper, and it's just a great device. And we're the only ones in Utah with it, and one of, like, six in the whole world. Wow. So, Doc, Doc, the number one question we get when we when we do this with you is, uh, how effective is it? How do you answer that question? Well, you know, the effectiveness, 
will range from person to person because you know nothing in medicine is 100 percent but this one has actually been shown to be very effective because they had to get it through the fda approval process the fda process is a very extensive one and it you know it has to be shown to be effective in several studies and then it has to be vetted by professionals who have to prove that those studies were actually true and so this one's gone through that process and it's very effective it I would say it probably will treat more than 95% of all men, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a twice effect the old machine. So I'd say more than 50% of men will return to normal function, if not more. All right. Well, let's let's uh, we'll hit a bunch of stuff with you today, but let's get into that deal for Zone listeners because uh, I know you guys are taking care of them. Yeah. So for all the Zone listeners that you know listening today. They'll get three hundred dollars off, you know, their their treatment uh, package. But we feel so confident this new machine will work. If you've gone to any other provider and not gotten the results you want, we feel confident that you'll get the results with our new machine. So we'll give you half off of all the treatments. All right, there you go. Uh, get started at premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com, uh, or call directly uh, 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283-385-360-WAVE. Doctor, happy to have you on the board uh, the show today. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's good to talk to you guys again. Take care. All right, that's our friend Dr. Johnson from premierwave.com. All right, stay tuned. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. After their emotional win against the Utes, BYU welcomes in another Pac-12 opponent as Arizona State rolls into Lavelle Edwards Stadium this Saturday. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 6 with a postgame show immediately following the game on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update. Mason Wake. Let's uh, hear from him talking about the team's goal to carry rivalry momentum into the game against ASU. Yeah, I mean, um, BYU in the past, they have a track record of beating really good teams and then not playing the best the week after. And we, we brought that up, Coach Roderick, Coach Scalani. They brought that up, and um, that's definitely on our minds. And we had a good practice yesterday, and we're looking forward to having a good practice this week. But, I mean, we're just going out there. The fans will bring energy. We'll bring energy. It'll be a fun game on Saturday night. That was from Wake's Takes. <laughs> Mason's appearance on the big show each and every week. Uh, he was jumping on with us yesterday. This update brought to you by Davis Vision. It's the Davis Vision back to school sale. Get $1,000 off LASIK and get rid of those glasses or contacts forever. Call 801-253-3080. That's 801-253-3080. LASIK can be an affordable option. Financing is available. Don't wait. Call today, 801-253-3080 or online at davisvisionmd.com. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. Fresh off their win against Utah, BYU welcomes in Arizona State this Saturday for a showdown against the Sun Devils. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the Day today is KISS. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Uh, the reason we are uh, having KISS as the Band of the Day today, Gordon, at some point during the show, we will be giving away KISS tickets 
on a win ticket Wednesday. So stay tuned. Kiss is coming to you, Sauna Amphitheater, and we're going to help you get there. But of you course, uh, LiveNation.com, a good place to get tickets as well. Yes, Austin. You know what we haven't done in a while for win tickets Wednesday? Where I just randomly hit the sounder. Like in the middle of something you're saying. Yeah, let's do that. So you got to listen today All to right. get them. That's good. I like it. Uh, have you ever seen the movie, the Kiss movie, Detroit Rock City? No. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, have you really? Austin, you haven't seen Never it? even heard of it. Oh, it's, it's them in a movie? No, 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 no. It's uh, They produced it, I believe. But it's about, uh, I think it's four teenagers who are trying to get to Detroit for the Kiss concert and the lengths that they go to I get see. there and get tickets. So and, not a great movie, but fun. Yeah, a little raunchy, but <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, they just have this one guy whose whole plan, <laughs> his whole plan is to just find somebody outside the arena with tickets and beat them up and take their tickets. <laughs> like that was the that was the extent of the plan. And of course, you can matter. Uh, Did it work? Hilar- hilarity ensues. Uh, but you, t- I don't know. Movie recommendation: Detroit Rock City. <laughs> okay. Kiss that's, tickets. We're giving them away. Yeah. All right, uh, Jake. So uh, I just saw a tweet from an old colleague of mine from the L.A. Times, Mike Heiserman, who was the uh, became the uh, the sports editor at the L.A. Times, uh, and this is what he tweeted out: "I propose this addition to USC Mike Bones' list: must be able to recruit and develop physical linemen on both sides of." The ball. That's exactly what you just said a little while ago. Give me a coach that's not going to be cute and run a gimmick <laughs> and all this stuff that, that may be cute at Mississippi State, but has no business being <laughs> implemented at USC, where you get the biggest, baddest athletes on the planet, go out and— Coach and, them upright and, and kick butt. And go out and win the old-fashioned way. I mean, that's what that's what Pete Carroll did. I mean, they, the quarterbacks got a lot of attention, right? But Well, the quarterbacks were good. Some better than others, I suppose. Yeah, at the but, college level. At the college, yeah, right, exact, but exactly my point. You just need a good quarterback, right? You get the, get the best line, the best receivers, and the best running backs that now legitimate money can buy. Now you go play football. And you go out there and you, you dump truck teams. I mean, that's the— that's the recipe. Why make it more difficult when it doesn't need to be? You know, I'm coming around on this a little bit with you, Jake. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily always on target, but it's in this case, I think you're probably right. And, you know, because you can get the best athletes and play good, smart, hard-nosed football, right? That's the idea. Well, and, and think about it this way, Gordon. And I know you accuse me of being old-fashioned the way I look at this thing, and I, I appreciate you bending on this a little bit. after I'm the bending a little bit. I, I still know, believe I know, what I, Nick the, Saban said, I, I that you, you have to be explosive in order to, to, be, to win titles. To, to bring this into the now, look what happened when BYU, when Utah couldn't stop the run in the second half. BYU was able to end the game, even though it got within a score. BYU was and Utah did it did the same thing to BYU after the weather delay in 2019. You know, again it went from uh, well Utah's got an advantage and they'll probably win to the game's over <laughs> because they ran the ball and BYU couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. BYU basically did the same thing to Utah over the weekend because football is really simple and when you can do the easiest thing and the other team can't stop it, there's nothing that they can do about it. Do you remember Utah's first year in the Pac-12? Well, I guess there are several examples of this, but I remember this one cow game, random cow game when Utah was in the Pac-12, and they just got, I can't remember who the running back was, but went for like 200 yards, and Utah just got destroyed by an average cow team because they couldn't get off the field. Yeah. And so when you're USC and you can have the best team, I don't know, you have the best athletes. Don't make it hard on yourself. Part of the problem is that some of California's best athletes are going back east. Hey, there's, there's, th- this is where the plan from the head coach comes in. That's got to be a big part of the plan. You hit it right on the head. How do you go back to USC having their pick of, of Southern California yeah. athletes? That's, mm-hmm. that's where it needs to be. How do you do that? How do though? you do that? Well, the NIL, I'll tell you what, is going to help. <laughs> 
Yeah, I suppose it would. But, I mean, here's where, I mean, we started this conversation because Kalani mentioned by Bruce Feldman in connection with it. I think part of the reason Kalani's a good recruiter is because of his personality. Players Although, want to be around it. Players BYU's want to play for recruiting it. classes haven't been that Let's not go thought. down this road again. The, the, because BYU's recruiting classes will never go up or down. They're stuck at the same spot because they're <laughs> BYU. Because those recruiting rankings are stupid. <laughs> because they're based on who's recruiting them. And, and by the way, BYU gets recruit, get recruits to, to commit at 11 and a half years old. So they don't get recruited by any other universities. So Thus, they're penalized uh, they're for that. pigeonholed as two stars because it's, oh, pff. Only BYU were recruited. That's, I said we were going to go down that road. Okay, let's not. You just did. Let's not. You don't think Kalani's a good recruiter? No, I think he would be. I just have noticed that the recruiting classes that he has uh, nailed down have not been that impressive to those who do those things. Obviously, uh, and we saw it on Saturday night, BYU has some fine talent in the program. Yeah, but the good folks at Scout didn't think so, Gordon. So, <laughs> Who are those people anyway? Right. I don't know. I mean, probably anywhere from professionals who are uh, pretty bent on doing their best job down to the pizza guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really don't know those folks. Do you trust them, Austin? No, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> Nobody. I think I know where you are on this. You think those guys are are uh, just kind of hanging around the game? I just don't think there's any way to measure that, or at least there's uh, many ways to measure that. Well, they probably talk to coaches. Right, but a high school coach, how honest is he going to be about his players <laughs> to, to start with? Well, yeah, but they goes, probably ask about other teams. No, players. reporters say, who's recruiting you? And they say, well, I've got uh, Colorado State. And, uh, well, let's see, uh, Nevada Reno called the other day, and uh, UNLV, and then I got, uh, I got a letter in the mail from Cal. And then they go, <laughs> okay, one Pac-12 team, it's about uh, three-star. <laughs> That's th- what they do. And you think if someone says, hey, I'm going to BYU from jump, then you think, all right, two-star. Right. They also factor in their social media following. If they have a, a thousand followers, they're a one star. Right. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and then let's let's not pretend there isn't the sly move of looking at what the competition is ranking them at and thinking True. like, okay, well, they must know what they're talking about too. So and it's the, just it it's dumb. The point of these websites is to sell advertisements and subscriptions. Yeah. So the more stars that you have on your website, more people are going to click on click on your website. Right. Now, the other side of it is, listen, we, we know some of these guys, and they, they do a lot with a little in a lot of cases. So I don't, I don't want to cast or paint with a broad brush. But on the whole, I find—and by the way, they're the only ones doing it, so who are we to complain because nobody else is out there doing it? But I, I don't know. I, don't, I, I certainly don't put a lot of stock in it. Certainly, I trust P.J. Carlissimo's— uh, info about his players more than the start rate. Right. Wow, Luther, right? <laughs> but how how else do you explain that so many lower ranked players end up being the best players, even at like it, cast it to the NFL level? Yeah, we did that. Remember last year, yeah. Super Bowl starters went down the line, and uh, there were a whole lot of two and three stars guys on that. Yeah, team. look at look at rosters in the NFL, and this credited the NFL for for. Finding talent of its own. There's a lot of Alcorn states on there. Maybe not as many as Alabama's, but there are a lot of you know. Weber State has players in the league. Well, let, let me say this. So way where about were Kalani. the recruiting rankings Kalani, on that one? Kalani has the right personality. He has the right demeanor. He has uh, he has uh, a, a, an earnest, honest way about him that would be appealing to me as a parent. And I, you know. That's that's all I can say. If that makes him a good recruiter, uh, I think he's also pretty good at evaluating talent. So, well, so it would seem. Coached a lot of good defenses at Utah, and has coached a lot of good players so far at BYU. Do you think it matters that BYU kind of locked him down with that extension, or is, no. that, is that just? <laughs> I don't. Was that just written in the sand? 
<laughs> waiting for the next wave to come I in. I think you know the answer to that. More Big Show coming up straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Samson Nakua joins us now, BYU wide receiver. The schedule goes on, and it was a big emotional win. Fans stormed the field. We all saw all that stuff. How do you put that behind you now? Because you got a whole bunch of games. You got another Pac-12 team coming up this week. I think it's an easy win to put behind us. I think that game is just another game to us for what we have planned for this year, and we have to focus on this next game. We want to do big things this year. We want to show everyone that last year wasn't a fluke, that we can do the same thing, and it starts with this game again. We knocked out two Pac-12 teams already. Let's knock out one more Pac-12 teams and then move into regular season and show everyone what we can do. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update. Here is Coach Witt asked if he's found a good rotation on the offensive line yet. We have six that we really like, Bam and Jaron at the left tackle, and then we have Braden Daniels at guard, left guard, and, and Nick Ford at center, and Satawa Lamea at right guard, and Simi Moala at right tackle. So those are the top six right now. Keaton Bills is right in there as far as an outstanding player. Uh, Paul Miley is another guy that we have complete confidence in. The five that we started, plus Bam, who rotated in, were the guys that took all the reps. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic Rickster, Killer, uh, Killer, Handsome Rob, Pastrami, Fajita, uh, a killer breakfast burrito, but don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. It's Marley's Gourmet Sliders. It will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside Timpanogos, Harley-Davidson. It's Marley's. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Our guy, uh, Hode Rabino, is going to uh, join the show uh, coming up at the top of 3 o'clock hour. He's from Devil's Digest. We'll ask him about uh, what's going on with Arizona State. Surprised they struggled with UNLV a little bit. I, I didn't say struggled, but... What was the final on that again? What was oh, I'd have to go back like and look. 40-something to 14 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, they ended up blowing them out, but they were down for a minute. That's yeah, but that's the way those games go sometimes. You know, even with UNLV, <laughs> that may be the lone exception. Is that what you're saying? Why haven't they? I asked Scott Goldbranson, our guy, this yesterday. Why hasn't UNLV been able to build at least a suitable football program? And he said, "That's the big question." That uh, I'm asking for your real quick your answer. Um, is it really the parents don't want to send their kids there? Is that really? No, the- I don't think so. Well, might be in some cases, but. UNLV, I mean, if you'd think that they would be able to lure in some pretty good talent there. I would think so. There's pretty good talent from there. Utah has had a bunch of guys from Vegas yeah. that have been good. That's right. But the program hasn't been winning, and so you know how it is. It's kind of it. It, it, uh, it it's a, like the power of suggestion. It just suggests itself that it's not going to be good, and so everyone figures it's not going to be good. And so it's not good. I imagine that UNLV has some pretty good money, doesn't it? It would seem that way. I mean, you talked about the Fertitta uh, football facility. Those Fertittas are, are made a good dough. Yeah, they are wealthy. But you would expect that uh, – I don't. Would, would you really sit there and go, I'm not going to entertain that for my kid because it's in Vegas? <laughs> 
I would uh, not. <laughs> yeah, but you look like you had a thousand different thoughts go through your mind before you answered that. In all honesty, I mean, I'm sure there's there's trouble that you can get into anywhere, yeah. including Las Vegas. And actually, you talk to people who live down in Las Vegas. What do they, uh, to a person, always say? Well, I never go down to the Strip. Mm. When you live there, it turns into a different thing as opposed to your bachelorette party that whirls into town for <laughs> three days looking to make some <laughs> bad decisions when you're down there all the time. I think it would be healthy if UNLV did have a good football program. Yeah. I mean— That'd be that'd be. I think that would make things interesting in the West. All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Uh, joining the show now is our friend Dr. Johnson from Premier Wave Therapy. And uh, Doctor, uh, I know you guys are really excited about this uh, new FDA-approved equipment. Yeah, we're super excited because it's been a long time in the making. It took them ten years to get through the FDA approval process, but it's finally here. So we have the FDA and the government of the United States stamp of approval. Well, I know you worked on, uh, you know, you're kind of more in the in the laser realm, I guess, but somebody who knows his way around medical equipment, uh, you know, you can, does it meet the Dr. Johnson approval? It does, because I've helped, the, you know, the FDA, I've helped other laser companies get things through the FDA, and it's a long process, a lot of research, a lot of vetting, and it just takes forever to get through, but you have to show that it's efficacious, and it has to be vetted by professionals, so that's what's so nice about this machine is, not that the other machines didn't work, but this has actually been shown to be effective by a government agency through lots of vetting. And not only does it work, it's more than two times effective than the other treatment. So it's twice as effective as the other treatments on the market. Which is why uh, the deal that you're throwing out there to Zone listeners today is uh, is so good. Yeah, so, you know, the long and short of it is, you know, we're offering $300 off if you call today. But if any person's gone and had another treatment from another place, and hasn't gotten the results they want, come in and try us out because we feel so confident that we'll give you half off of your treatments. We just, you know, it's going to help at least 99% of men. There's a few cases where, you know, they have like a stroke or something, but the vast majority of men is because of blood vessel loss, and this restores normal blood vessels. All right. Uh, here's the best way to do it. Go to premierwave.com. That's premierwave.com, or simply call 385-360-WAVE. That's 385-360-9283. Doctor, we appreciate you. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Good talking to you. Take care. All right. Well, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. James Empey, what happens in that locker room? You guys come off the field. Uh, kind of take us through. Do you sit and wait? Does Kalani come in? Like, who's addressed and how does that go? Coach addressed us, you know, talked about players that had a big game. We recognized all the coordinators, both A-Rod and E and Coach Lamb on special teams for their role and having us prepared and then just had a dance party and it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dancing? Or are you just kind of letting everybody else do their thing. We got to watch E-Dance and A-Rod dance and all those guys. And uh, then I think we finished with the electric slide, so that was a, that was a blast. <laughs> there you go. You got it. It's electric. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.